Welcome to Questions from the Closet. I'm Charlie Byrne. And I'm Ben Shalati. Each episode, we discuss a question that we commonly get asked as LGBTQ Latter-day Saints. We are not trying to answer this question or come to a consensus, but simply sharing our perspectives. The question we're discussing today is, what does it mean to be bisexual? Ben and I are not terribly diverse, and we share many of the same opinions and life experiences. For example, Charlie and I both grew up in white middle-class America. However, there are some pretty big differences. For example, I was raised on a ranch, and Ben was raised in a ranch-style house. Also commonly known as a ranch. Typically, we record this podcast uh, from a studio, but because of the coronavirus, we are actually in different states. And we have heard that it's better to record podcasts in a closet because that way the sound doesn't vibrate as much because the clothes absorb the sound. So I actually, I don't have, there's not a closet in the house I'm in that's big enough for me. Uh, so I actually, I actually made a, blank, a blanket for that I'm sitting in right now. Is it the ranch style house that you grew up in? Yes, I am in the ranch style house I grew up in with my parents. That's great. I'm coming at you from my actual closet here in Missouri. And today we have Vinny with us. And Vinny, where are you coming from? Uh, I am also in a closet uh, near San Francisco, California. Perfect. We're so excited to have you on. And we're sorry to put you back in a closet. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while since I've been here, but happy to be here. Yeah. So, Vinny, tell us something that you're passionate about. Uh, Passionate about uh, creating and creating art and creating, creating a world that is better and different than the world that we started with. I'm a choreographer and a dancer, so... uh, I use human bodies to create things. So Y'all should see me smiling. <laughs> I mean, I don't have Charlie's dance moves, but I do have some of my own. I, I imagine you're much better than me. Different, different styles, different styles. Hard to compare. What style do you typically dance? Uh, ballet, contemporary ballet. It's the one I do like professionally as my art. Beautiful. Yeah. Vinny, can I tell a story of when you and I were roommates? Oh, absolutely. Are you going to tell the ab story? Of course. <laughs> so, so, Vinny and I were roommates for just like two months over one summer. You were like transitioning houses. And so you stayed in an extra room in my house. And uh, one morning I was doing ab exercises in the living room. And just to be polite, I was like, hey, do you want to join me? And I thought you would say no. And you're like, of course. So you sat down and we did these ab exercises. And by the end, I was just laying on the floor panting. And you just got up and were like, okay, I'm off to run my errands. Like you hadn't done anything because you were so fit. That's the power of a dancer. It's it's really just like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. It's a dancer thing. Like we don't like to be physically beat by anything. Even if we are beat, we still have to like walk away and smile. So Rest assured, I felt it. Well, you pulled it off. I was very impressed. Thank you. (laughs) Well, well, today we're here to talk about what it means to be bisexual. And so first, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, the Kinsey scale, which is actually decades old and uh, a little too reductive. But the Kinsey scale uh, labels sexuality on a scale of zero to six. And if you're a zero, you are exclusively attracted to the opposite sex. And if you're a six, you're exclusively attracted to the same sex. And if you're a three, you're equally attracted to both sexes. And one of the problems with the Kinsey scale is it's just really reductive and it doesn't take into account a lot of other forms of attraction, such as emotional, spiritual, and and those kinds of things. But it's it's a common way that that people used to talk about sexuality. So Charlie, where would you say you are on the Kinsey scale? (laughs) This is actually funny because the first time I heard about this Kinsey scale, I was actually in a therapy session And my therapist was explaining it to me about how there's kind of a continuum of attraction. 
and I asked him where he would place me on the Kinsey scale. And he was like, he hesitated. He's like, nah, we probably shouldn't do that. Like that's for you to find out. And I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm really interested. And he said, how about we do this? I'll write down where I think you are and you write down where you think you are. And then we'll show each other at the same time. And I was like, all right, all right, all right. So this is when I was working through things and I mentioned, um, Vinny, I hope this doesn't come across as mean or reductive at all, but I, I used to use for a little bit, I was using bisexual as kind of like a transition phase for me to be okay with the fact that I was attracted to guys, at least to admit it to myself. And so I wrote down 3.2, almost equally attracted to guys and girls, but, but a little more on the guy side. And uh, I said, okay, one, two, three. And we flipped our cards around and, and he wrote 5.9 to six. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote 3.2. And I just, looking back, I laugh. It, it's just so funny to me. Um, but, but these days I would definitely say he was right. I, I'm somewhere around 5.9 to six, full-fledged gay. I would say I'm very similar, 5.9 <laughs> to six. <laughs> Vinny, where, where would you say you are? Ugh, uh, I, I, I would say I am not on the Kinsey scale. It does not at all seem to accurately represent me and my experience. Okay. Yeah. Well, well tell us about you and your experience. Ooh, can we maybe a more specific question about me and my experience? <laughs> so I think, at least for me personally, because I am ex- exclusively attracted to the same sex, it's a little bit hard for me to understand what it means to be bisexual. I've actually been really excited for this episode because, I don't know, it's just something I, I haven't been able to understand. And I've never really had a conversation, an in-depth conversation with somebody who is bisexual and is willing to, to share things. Yeah. So for me, that just means uh, I am attracted to two or more genders, which really for me means any gender, any gender identity. I have the potential to find interesting, attractive, romantic romantic attraction, sexual attraction, or other forms of attraction. Just like people, they're real nice. Okay, so it's not, it's not someone's gender that you're attracted to, it's the person that you're attracted to. Um, I don't really know what it means to be attracted to someone's gender or not. Because um, gender is something that I am attracted to, but it's not exclusively that. So that's the way I've always gone with bisexual, or I often go with queer as well, because it's just it's hard for me to differentiate exactly what about a person I'm attracted to, but I can be attracted to lots of different people for lots of different reasons. Yeah. How would, how would you say your experience being bisexual or being, uh, being queer, how is that different from just being a gay woman or a lesbian? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have heard a lot of, you know, talked to a lot of lesbians about their experience and there's a lot of ways that there are similarities and crossover. Um, but I just like still have found men attractive and other things attractive. So it's interesting because of my history, I think my religious history and upbringing, my relationships to my attraction to men versus women have been very, very different. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's another reason I don't like to rate myself on, am I more attracted to women or more attracted to men? Because it feels very different for me. Um, Because growing up, you know, I knew that being attracted to women was, from what my perspective taught to be evil and gross and like, you know, not appropriate. Um, so I suppress a lot of that. I avoided a lot of that and I was afraid of it. Um, but it was nonetheless there and pretty strong. Whereas my attraction to men, I was allowed to experiment with and explore with. And so 
uh, I don't have this feeling of like constantly being longing, longing to be with a woman, like a, a lot of closeted lesbians I've talked to where they, you know, even if they dated men, they just were like always longing for a girlfriend or longing for that sort of thing. I didn't really grow up with that, but uh, um, I did, I did grow up with like noticing both attractions and completely trying to shut one down and trying to give space to the other one. But in the end, it just got to a point where it didn't really work. Like my relationships with men didn't work very well because I was, you know, denying and shutting down a whole part of myself. Mm, okay. You know, I, my, my experience is, is, is very different, but I remember there were like a couple of years of my life where I just like prayed to have my attractions to men go away and like be changed for attractions to women. And then I got to a point where I was just praying to be bisexual. I thought I can deal with not, with not uh, dating men or kissing men or being physical with men. I just want to be attracted to women. And then when that didn't happen after a long time of praying for that, I said like, God, just send me one woman, just one woman that, that, that I can be, that I can be attracted to. And uh, yeah, it, it's, it, it's hard to feel like there's this part of you that you're, you're constantly shutting off and trying to turn on this other part. Vinny, you talked a little bit about your religious upbringing and how you felt it was more proper to be attracted to men. And now you identify as bisexual. And I'm just wondering, I'm curious what you would say to someone who would say, well, why don't you just pick one and pick the easy one and only exclusively date men? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Pick the easy one. I've told myself that so many times. Can't you just? Yeah. Um, So I kind of touched on it a little bit of like, it, you know, repressing a part of your identity, no matter, no matter what is going to lead to like problems. And mm-hmm. like, it's hard to connect with people fully if you're not allowing yourself to be yourself fully. So like, I definitely can't just shut that off. And I tried and it didn't work. Um, and then like, even now, I think a lot of people, this is another reason I don't like the Kinsey sale. Cause they say like, oh, well, you know, you can just you can still do the Mormon thing. You can still, because you're, you're not gay enough. You're not all the way gay. Mm-hmm. Which is like, I don't like bisexuality, bisexuality being like a shade of gay. You're just like light gay, you know? So to you is being bisexual more about how you view yourself than who you are dating? Um, yeah, I guess you could say that there's a, there's, yeah, there's a lot of, um, frustration in the bisexual community where like if you're a woman and you date a man suddenly people think you're straight and if you're a woman and you date a woman then people are like oh she's actually just a lesbian when neither one is true we are bisexual like and that is our identity no matter who we're dating and that's important for us no matter who we're dating and i've heard what you're what you're saying what you're talking about described as bi erasure that you're either not gay enough for the gay community or not straight enough for the straight community and based on whom, whom you're dating, you kind of lose that identity or people view you as a certain way. What, what's, that, what's that experience like for you? I do feel like I'm going to be erased. I do feel like I, I want that to be able to exist. And I think a lot of people I've encountered, which is weird for me to understand because this is my experience, but people who are gay or people who are straight have a really hard time wrapping their brain around being attracted to both. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... And so the world is built up that way. And even like, you know, it's obviously the world is more heteronormative, but when you go into a queer space and it talks all about gay and let gay men and lesbian women, you're like, cool, but some of us have both and you're not talking to us at all. And you're not referencing like you're sometimes, um, sometimes, especially lesbian women will treat me like 
uh, I don't have a right to complain because I can fit in with the world because I can marry a man or I could be with a man. Um, and it leads a lot of bisexuals to be very more, have a lot of anxiety and depression and things like that because we just feel like I'm not allowed to complain, but yeah. nobody's talking to me and nobody's, you know, admitting at least that, that there are difficulties about this identity, you know. So it's like you have this perceived privilege that then leads to people invalidating you in your experience. That is a very articulate way of putting it. Yeah. What blessings have you seen that stem from your specific and unique orientation? that's a great question I feel like um first and foremost like I was always like I explained kind of afraid of the part of me that liked women and you know kept thinking like that was that was my way of being more righteous as if I could shut that down but like when I when I got to it I was I was so afraid but um when I first was like I think I, I need to use this label I think this is who I am I prayed about it um and <laughs> this is the, the weirdest thing, but it's, it's the only time this has happened where I felt like I got back an answer that was like a little bit exasperated, like um, a little impatient, like, yes, I know. And now that you know, like, we're going to get some work done with this. And so I felt like, like I explained it, it affects the way I view myself and the, the way I can connect with people. Um, and I, I think it's a real blessing to be able to connect and understand um gay men and women their experience as well as straight men and women and their experience um to feel like I can relate to all sides of that and I can love all sides of that and I can love people who are transgender or who are non-binary things like that and I think that's like a beautiful blessing like I kind of think it's a it's a cool thing to be bisexual and and to you know um and I love being a part of the queer community because it's such a loving community and it teaches me a lot about love, especially Christ-like love and unconditional love and be, being able to listen to people, give space to people. Like all of that has been such a beautiful thing to learn. And if I had been too afraid to accept this part of myself, I never would have met the people that I've met. And I never would have been able to experience this kind of level of love, which has like been the best thing ever. That's very beautifully said. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you just gave us a beautiful list of things you've learned. What other what other lessons have you learned that you think God wants you to learn as as you've stepped into this identity? Um, well, that's that's such a beautiful question. Um, well, that that love is good, and that um, questions are good, and progress is good. And if we want to expand the amount of light that we have as human, the light and truth that we have as humans, like we have to go to the dark places, um, which I was afraid to do, you know, you have to, we'll bring it back to Eve, my home girl. <laughs> you, you gotta like, you gotta take the forbidden fruit. You gotta go to the place where things are going to get hard and things are going to get confusing. And through that, you can learn how to be a better person. Um, and like, I kind of feel like that's where the church is right now, where we're all trying to figure out what this thing is. Um, but no progress was made for me personally when I was ignoring and shutting out and closing myself off in a closet, just like this one that I'm in right now. <laughs> no progress happened in that space. And so it can be, it can be scary. Like you don't, you don't want to, and I've changed a lot and I've evolved a lot. And sometimes I, sometimes I still ask God, I'm like, I'm sorry, are, are you disappointed? Like, I'm not the Mormon girl I used to be like, um, and I don't ever feel like, God's disappointed because I'm trying to find a better, better space for myself and a better space for others. So 
Um, I, I just had a, a conversation with a mutual friend of ours um, in Tucson and and he was telling me about like the path he's going on and and he said I don't think God is going to send me to hell for trying to figure things out and I'm going to do exactly what I feel is right and God is trusting me to, to to figure this out right now and he's been with me the whole time. I think a good way to put it is God trusts me and I feel like it's also been a lesson to me that I need to trust myself and I need to trust other people that, you know, we're all just trying to do the best we can and to learn how to give other people space and give yourself space to like maybe make mistakes, but, you know, still be at least progressing, going in a direction that's useful. One of the things I think is so interesting is like, to me, like I wanted to identify as bisexual. And to me, it was like, like a, like a crutch, like this thing that was going to like help me be uh, this person that I was supposed supposed to be and like it but it wasn't who I was it was like this suffocating term but then to you like this the same term the same thing has been something that's been so freeing and revelatory for you yeah that's really interesting to hear too because I feel the same about the term straight or the term lesbian like neither one feels good to me they all feel restrictive they both feel restrictive but this one obviously not and I think that that's interesting I think the whole thing with like people who are gay but start out identifying as bisexual I think they're bisexual I mean like I think an important takeaway is like if someone comes out to you as bisexual even if they're wrong even if they're hiding even if it's a phase for them or whatever never ever invalidate that never say I don't think you're bisexual because they might be and you know like no matter what just validate where they are Um, I think sexuality you know for some people is very very clear they're like I know what this is but for a lot of us is not very clear and it takes a long time to figure out. And for some people that means they actually think they're bisexual. Some people think you know, are only just like too scared to identify as gay and they go through that bisexual label. And I think that that's fine. Um, but I think no matter what, like understand that every identity is real and valid and embrace anybody wherever they are with those labels, you know? Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because I've often felt a little bit guilty for the way I use bisexual to kind of like springboard myself into being okay with, with being 100% gay air quotes, you know, but that being said, um, it, it really did help me. And, and, and I'm so grateful that, that that was there to kind of put me in, in the place that I was darkest for me, you know? And so I guess I, I'm grateful to people like you who are, are visible, visibly bisexual. Um, if, if even in that, that small way, those two weeks, it's my joke that I was bisexual for a whole two weeks, but those two weeks really, really helped me get to a place where I could accept myself. And I'm so proud of you. And, and really, it's amazing to see that you've been able to, to find yourself in such what I consider so much more of a difficult space. It's, it's really, it's really beautiful. And, and you're amazing. Thanks. Thanks, friend. Uh, I remember when you and I were living together you were like reading blogs about bisexuality saints or or something like that and 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 you were telling me like how important it was for you to find voices that were similar to yours Um, what what was that like for you to to find experiences similar to yours online um initially it was pretty difficult um like I said most of the queer the queer Mormon spaces I went to were all about, um, first of all, a lot of them were just, this is my story about my gay son and me being a parent. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't, that doesn't relate to me. Um, 
And so a lot of them were gay and lesbian. Um, and, but what I found was bisexual, bisexual stuff was, um, we tend to be a little bit more hidden for, for various reasons. There are a lot of bisexuals who got married first and then realized they were bisexual and didn't feel safe to come out because they were happy in their relationship, but they didn't understand, you know, you know, so it was a lot of stories like that of, of people trying to discover things. Um, but I found it to be one of the most helpful things uh, that I could have done because it kept solidifying my identity because there were, a, there are a lot of things about the bisexual experience that are also my experience. And so it was like, Oh, I'm not the only one. Oh, that's exactly how I felt. And especially right at the beginning, I don't know if you guys felt the same way, right. When you first start coming out, there's still that part of you that's like, but I might be wrong. I might be really wrong. One of these days or if I have to re come out to everybody or, and I think a lot of bisexuals, <clears throat> still to this day, sometimes I'm like, I think I'm actually lesbian, which I am not, because uh, Timothy Chalamet and Tom Hardy exist. So clearly, <laughs> as long as they exist, I will not be lesbian, um, you know, and, and vice versa. So we always vacillate back and forth when you hear stories and things of other bisexuals, um, it can be really validating. And, you know, you realize, you start to think that there's like one story for every identity. And of course, that's not true. And so you can hear the different, the different um, spaces that, that, you know, there are the people who knew when they were five years old and there are the people who didn't know till they were 40. You know, it's like, you just get to find yourself among those stories and you find kind of a family to bond to around that. And that's really nice and really helpful for making you feel confident, making you feel a little more safe in who you are. So Vinny, you've talked about how sometimes you'll say that you're bi and people say, well, you're not straight enough for the straight world. You're not gay enough for the gay world. Other people say this is just a phase and it'll be invalidating that way. Let's say you came out to an important person in your life as bisexual. What would you want them to say or ask you? You know, I don't think there's a perfect way to do it. I just think um, people who give me space then to expound upon that, who ask me little questions, um, so one of the one of the best questions I was ever asked after coming out to someone was actually my my bishop. He said, "Ben, what do I need to know and understand so I can serve you better?" And that question just made me feel understood, and loved, and cared for. Yeah, uh, that's a beautiful one. Yeah. Um. Any other final thoughts? That um. I mean, we could just like do a quick little mention that bisexuals are not more likely to cheat. I had a conversation with someone at a, an affirmation thing where they were like, I don't understand if you're dating a man, but you're still going to want to be with a woman. And I'm like, that's not necessarily how it works. I mean, like, it was just like, if you are married, if you're straight and you're married to a different gender, you might look at other people, other men the same way, but you wouldn't want to be with them because you've committed yourself to that one person. Right. Sexuals are the same. Vinny, thank you so much for being on. You're one of my very good friends, and it's just so good to see you and, and hear your experiences, and I'm so glad that you were willing to be so open and honest with us today. Thanks for having me on. It's good to see you and get to talk about these things. Always, always interesting conversation. Thank you for joining us today. Please remember that we do not represent the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or Brigham Young University. We are not trying to be prescriptive or tell anyone what to think or do. You heard three perspectives today, and there are many, many more. We encourage you to listen to other voices and hear a wide variety of experiences. If you would like to submit a question or share a comment about today's episode, you can email us at questionsfromthecloset at gmail.com. Until next time.